Reports are coming in that a new disease is spreading throughout E3 2021. Apparently, this new virus affects the host and turns them into a neckbeard, overpraising and sucking off Corporation Dick, while also nitpicking every tiny detail. We'll find out more in the rest of the fake news at Nuclear Grenade Podcast. Welcome to Nuclear Grenade Podcast. I'm Justin Ladd, your host. With me is Havoc, a.k.a. Alex. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing very well, I guess. How are you doing? All right. Doing good. Watching some E3 clips from yesterday and the day before a little bit. Um, played some games this week. How about you? Yeah, uh, the free game this week on Epic is Control. Um, that's been out for a little while now. Uh, let's see here. Huge game, though. Yeah. Well, it was, it's been out since August 27th, 2020. Uh, developers, Remedy Entertainment, Publishers 505 Games. Uh, very positive reviews out of 17,000 reviews. And uh, I've enjoyed it. You know, it, it's fun. Um, it reminds me of, like, a really dark, trippy X-Files episode. I think is the best way yeah. to describe it. Yeah. You know, the... Uh, Absolutely. The smoking man from the X Files. It seems mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just like the boss. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really cool that way. There's this cartoon in the game called The Threshold Kids, and dude, it's mm-hmm. one of the creepiest. It's got like that uncanny valley feel to it. But yeah. whenever you stumble across one of these monitors and you go up to it and activate it, it shows you like this TV show, this cartoon thing, and it is so creepy. Uh, but that's a very yeah, yeah, those are. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite parts of the game, but that's a very. Well, I love the game because of like that exact thing you're talking about. Where I'm not a huge horror fan, but I love creepy and suspenseful. Um, it's so they just had so many good like set pieces and moments, like where you're coming upon stuff and you have this kind of. You, there's not going to be a jump scare, but it's creepy, like interesting world where like the rules of physics and stuff are bent in these kind of ways that are only hinted at and you it, you kind of slowly figure out this like uh, chaos yeah um and it's, it's a third person action adventure game with some rpg mm-hmm. elements in it where you stumble across yeah. mods and stuff that you can uh um cut cut Weapon yeah customize your loadout a little bit um it's a little clunky the controls i thought uh, I'm not a huge third-person guy. I like my first-person shooters, first-person games a little bit more. Uh, with control, you know, um, like if you want to turn around, you got to kind of like go forward and turn around a little bit. It's kind of clunky. Um, so my only real gripe with the game is the controls. Also, <laughs> I've, uh, which is kind of a big gripe, but, but it's a very, yeah, it's a very minuscule thing. It's called control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you'll get used to it the more you play. Uh, so eventually yeah. you'll forget about about that aspect. Um, and I've gone through phases where like I don't a lot of times I don't really like dark games. And if you don't like dark mm. games, then you probably won't like Control. It's it's very dark. Um, you're for most of it you're in this uh, building as well. So if you don't like that type of setting, then I don't know. It's free. I mean, you might as well check it out. It's on Epic right now. So free like it's the only game i ever paid for on epic um because last year it was an exclusive proof that that works mm. um but yeah it's like awesome it's, considering it's only been out a year i mean this is really cool uh this is might be one of the biggest games they've given away in terms of like newness and cost um 2021 and gta 5 but gta 5 is like eight years old so this is like a really big deal i think um and yeah, it's just like it was a really awesome game. Deserved like most of the hype it got. Uh, I I thought the controls were fine. There, I remember it being like slightly floaty, and um, which is like good because you do start just flying by the end. Um, <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert! Like literally, <laughs> the fucking uh, trailers. Yeah. But it's like it's almost like a um, elements of like a Metroidvania. Or like a Resident Evil, like an older Resident Evil, where you're like unlocking doors and shortcuts, or like even like a Dark Souls kind of 
where you have this handcrafted um, building, and you know, obviously, its dimensions are not always making sense because it's one of these magic, you know, X-file buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it the it's very good. It's well written. It's funny at points, um, and like some of the even it's got that stuff where it's like this is creepy, but it's also funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a lot of really cool ideas. Like there's a lot. Of, it's like oozing with originality compared to. I mean, I feel like video games and TV have, and even comics and everything have gotten to a point where you're just beaten down by mundane and mediocre, and unoriginal. And sometimes a lot of like you know it's unoriginal ideas but they're done so well you know where you think of like most AAA games a lot of times that's what it is they're just doing you know stuff you've seen before a bunch of times but very very well and it's good enough but so it's really cool to see ideas um very interesting ideas uh that some of them kind of stick with you um in a video game and like the the cigarette maze is really cool um part of that game yeah, it's, it's got a lot, yeah, it, of, a lot of stuff. It's won over 80 awards, which is pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know the details of all those awards, but still, I mean, that, that says something. And I'm not a big story guy. I know I've said it before, um, but Control actually did hold my attention as far as the story went. In the first 10 or 15 minutes, I even noticed, like, I went into this game not knowing anything about it, really. And so, mm. like, 10, 15 minutes in, I was like, the layout of this building doesn't make sense. Like, I just came from over mm-hmm. here, and now I'm back here. And, like, it kind yeah. of uh, played with my head a little bit. And I'm like, okay, it's definitely yeah. one of those games where it's 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 trip, for sure. It's yeah. a trippy game. Yeah. And the, the actual yeah. gameplay, uh, like the, the shooting aspect, I thought felt pretty good, you know? Um, you yeah. get to a point where, you, you know, you can kind of feel like a monster going into a room and uh, shooting shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, you... It, you that's another thing I really like about it because it gives you a lot of toys to play with by the end of the game. You know, in, in the progression, um, I think is a, another thing that they did a very good job on. Because there weren't, a, again, there's things you can miss um, th- that can help out a lot. But let's say you naturally find a lot of these things um, in progress uh, normally, the pace is really good. Uh, like I was always kind of getting new stuff to play with for a new area um, and I thought that was really well done they, they, they really got the timing of that down yeah and another thing uh, with control is I really like how they did the map um, a lot of times in games uh, you'll go into the map you'll be like I have no fucking idea like how, how to yeah. orient myself with this and make sure I'm not missing anything mm-hmm. in control the map makes a lot of sense and I'm OCD, so if I'm going to play a game like Control, I better know that I'm not missing anything. Otherwise, I'm going to drive myself mm-hmm. fucking nuts, you know, running back and forth like, oh, did I miss a room? Uh, and there is some of that, you know, because like in Control, like... Well, I missed a power. Did, yeah. yeah, well, because like you'll go and then like you'll get a key card or something and you'll have passed a few doors back where you came from that you could go back and open uh, with that key card. So you can miss stuff that way too, but um, it, it's rewarding, and I think they did a very nice job with it. I, you know, I give it probably. I'm pretty rough with my scores. I'd probably give it a six and a half or seven out of ten. Um, mm. Oh, I'd give it way more than that. Maybe not way. I, yeah, I'd say it's a solid eight. And then I'd say with the extra creativity, you know, I'd say like if you're looking at, at purely like rating the game, I'd say probably an eight. But for me, a nine. It's a nine for me personally. Um, but yeah, I I think it's very competent, very good. And again, I, the older I get, the more I like those like 20, 25 hour experiences um, where you have a start to finish. I haven't played it since the DLCs, so I should uh, get those and play through it again. Well, anything else? Have you played anything else uh, this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've played. Uh, the last spell, um, which came out last week or the week before, and it's—I don't know—it's very good. So it's a hmm, how do you say this? It's a tactics game, 
but you have like nightly invasions of these zombies um and so and it's a roguelite as well you have like this little town thing that you have to protect and then zombies will come and you'll have like your characters and it, you, it's a tactics game, so you have to hold them off before they like destroy your wizards in the middle of the town that are trying to cast a spell that removes magic from the world. It's very tough. You know, you're gonna you die, and that's part of it. And then you, there's like you know meta progression um, that you can build up over time and unlock new buildings for your town. And then uh, you can have like in the little town there, you know, you, you can have uh, like an inn that increases the amount of characters you can have, or a weapon thing that'll produce new weapons every turn or every night cycle um, after the battle. And those are kind of random, so you get random weapons and uh, powers and characters um, in that way. So, so that's part of like the roguelike elements. Um, and yeah, it's very good. Like the tactics are very fun. Um, there's quite a bit of weapons. It doesn't start off with a lot of, but I'd say like my biggest gripe with the game right now is that the beginning, I think it takes a little too long before you really get going with more of the interesting parts of the game. Um, so there's kind of like a a grind there where you're like, I can't get past like day six or seven or you know whatever without getting the inn unlocked to get new more character. The three people can't defend two sides at once when there's that many. Um, without taking a lot of damage, which is part of the game, because you're supposed to lose, it's supposed to be tough. Um, but I think you, there's a little bit of time in the pacing there where you, there's far too many uh, cycles you have to go through before you get to that next level. Uh, and I found that a little bit uh, slow and frustrating. But but overall, I mean, the, the game's got kind of a... a uh, how would I say it? Um, it's almost got like, a, you know, a dark gritty feel but with almost like bright colors underneath it um so, so it's got an interesting uh like 32-bit 16-bit look but the gameplay is just really solid the ideas in it are pretty solid uh, i've had a lot of fun yeah it's brand new uh, came out june 3rd 2021 uh yeah. already has 1700 reviews which is pretty good for an indie game uh you know that yeah. quick and it's uh very positive um yeah. And yeah, it looks like a really fun game. Uh, Turn-based strategy, RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tac yeah tactics. Tactics. Game. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of got like a We Are Billions vibe, but like a tactics version of that. Um, so that, that it, but then also with yeah the meta progression of uh, being a roguelike. So so it's throwing like a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the you know stuff in the kitchen and the kitchen sink you know. At yeah. gameplay wise but I, I like that you know well how one question i always ask myself with tactics games is how long is it you know how long do you think it would take you to get to the end of end of this game the last spell uh at the moment a long 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 time really um oh yeah because is it i'd say maybe 50 60 hours probably <laughs> maybe even more because it does become really tough um, and so you're, you're gaining, you know, the tougher it is, you're still getting rewards, but you're not going as far there. So you're not getting, um, you know, you're not leveling up every single time because now things cost more of that meta currency. Um, so you have to kind of grind out sometimes. So nice. Looks like a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, another interesting thing I liked about it is like the weapons, which is kind of common in Disgaea, but weapons totally change um what skills you have so like the only skills you have access to are the ones that are attached to the weapon um and as you get later on and get higher tiered weapons those will have you know um different ones uh, as well nice. there's quite a large weapon set very cool yeah yeah so i did the the last spell I've done. Oh, I was playing a uh, little bit of Football Manager 2021. Fucking nerd. Yeah, and then also uh, NBA. And I was still yeah, playing uh, that. Tons of say. Well, I I stopped for like a week or two, but then I, I 
I was watching all these Charles Barkley videos of him just <laughs> clowning on people. <laughs> so I made a Charles Barkley character. <laughs> nice. Out here fucking power forward. Nobody clowns better than Dennis Rodman, though, man. Cleaning up the glass. Oh, yeah, dude. Barkley's way better than Rodman. <laughs> well, should we get into some E3 stuff? Yeah, sure. You want to start? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I'll start. Um, one game that uh, is coming out, and it's not a game that I'm particularly interested in, uh, but I'm kind of excited to see how it pans out, is Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. And yeah. the only reason why I'm interested in how it's going to turn out is because there's so much money behind it, you know, with Disney. Uh, it's got Disney money behind it. And just looking at the trailer, you can see uh, how much effort uh, is going into the cinematics. So... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the gameplay turns out. Uh, it's going to be a first-person action-adventure game uh, developed by Massive Entertainment, uh, which is part of Ubisoft, and they'll be collaborating with Lightstorm Entertainment and Disney. And in this new standalone story, you'll play as Navi, I believe it's pronounced, and you'll embark on a journey across the western frontier, a never-before-seen part of Pandora. Uh, you'll explore a living and reactive world inhabited by unique creatures and new characters and push back the formidable RDA forces that threaten it. Uh, there's no uh, formal release date on that yet, just sometime in 2022. And that will be coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, uh, XS, PC, Stadia, and Luna. So, any thoughts about that? Yeah, it's, uh, well, the 3D interactive world I could see being really cool. Um, yeah, like uh, if it is looking at like uh, the, the trailer and stuff that I saw, it looks like there's a little bit of in-game footage of them like running through the jungle uh, first person. I thought, uh, you know, if they can really capture that very well of being like in this alien jungle and like maybe even having some like survival type uh, elements um, to it, like I could see that being really awesome. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's not just a bunch of Disney board members who don't play video games, you know, calling the shots. Because if it is, then it's just going to be a generic, shallow experience. So, we'll see about that. I must find my gay lover across the lands of Noilakonton. <laughs> and the angry white man comes and raises his fist down upon me. Yeah. Trying to destroy Mother Nature. Evil corporation coming in to destroy We everyone. rose up. We formed a resistance. <laughs> you know, it's crazy how many stories, like how many cartoons and stuff, push the idea that businesses are bad. You know, it's like every corporation is out there to destroy the world. Like, nah, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, yeah. The, big, the biggest, like, company in the world, by the way, does that. <laughs> the biggest company in the world <laughs> is making this game, so. Yeah. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Disney. <laughs> Watch, they're going to send a hitman to my house now. Um, yeah, should we move on to the next one? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I saw, uh, one thing I, um, saw on that Ubisoft, uh, uh, show was the, uh, Riders Republic, which looked very corny, um, but they were showing off all multiple different types of, like, extreme sports, um, and I get the feeling that it might be something, kind of looks like it might be, a like, steep. Like if I ever saw that, which was their um, Ubisoft's snowboarding game, it was actually really cool because like you had you know skiing stuff and you could move around this open world and go down these huge mountains. Um, but it always kind of lacked like objectives and like it, it could have used like unlocks or some sort of RPG element or some sort of uh, better like competition um, element to it. But it was really cool, so I could see. Uh, I could see this being something like a la that, but with more, less focus on just snow and more focus on, uh, you know, riding bikes. I saw like the wingsuits, which they did have, and steep, which were a lot of fun. Um, so I, I thought that uh, might be interesting. I could also see it being bland and a failure like steep work. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's coming out on almost all the major platforms, but uh, not on the Nintendo. Uh, it doesn't say here that it's coming out for nintendo um but the really release date on that is september 2nd 2021 so that's right around the corner 
Um, yeah, not a long way. So I'm not I'm not familiar with Riders Republic. So there's multiple different sports games on it. Like, so it's like a, a bunch well, of different games in one. Is that? Yeah. Well, I I I just know from the um the trailers and stuff, but it seems like it might be just like Steep was, where it's you have all these sports in it, but it's not like multi separate games. You're like one guy out there, and then you can switch to your wingsuit. Or switch to your snowboard or your skis oh, and do this trail. Interesting. Yeah. And you can, you know, teleport to a new spot and shred down the mountain. Gotcha. And some stuff you do have to like snowboard, parachute, wingsuit. You know. So it's pretty sick. You're like a Navy SEAL of sports. Absolutely, dude. James <laughs> Bond. Yeah. James Bond. That scene where he's like <laughs> snow skiing down a mountain like with an assault yeah. rifle. It's so it's like wow, really? <laughs> Yeah. So over he's the like top. doing like tricks, dude. <laughs> Backflip. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is the Crouton machine guns, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anything else on that one? Um. No. It's just something that uh, caught my eye a little bit. I, I don't know. Very neutral on it. Uh, my guess is that's going to be a generic uh, sports experience. That's just my intuition. Yeah, but I, it, Steep, I, ended up, I either got it for free or I got it for very cheap. Um, I think free, actually. And I actually did enjoy enjoy it for the low cost of free. Yeah. Um, the, one of the games uh, showcased uh, this year uh, that I'm actually excited about, and it's uh, something that I haven't gotten to do in a long time. Uh, just dance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't you tell? I just love dancing. Yeah. That's me. Um, uh, Battlefield 2042. It's an upcoming first-person shooter video game. I'm sure everybody who plays video games knows that. Uh, it's developed by EA Dice and published by Electronic Arts. It's the 17th installment in the Battlefield series. 17th installment. Think about that. Uh, the title is scheduled to be released on October 22nd, 2021 for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and Series S. Uh, similar to its predecessors, Battlefield 2042 is a multiplayer-focused first-person shooter. The game is set in the near future, so it'll feature futuristic weapons and gadgets like deployable turrets and drones, as well as vehicles that players can... So it's Battlefield Modern Warfare. Yes, pretty much. Uh, it's also going to introduce a new plus system, which allows players to customize their weapons on the spot. Um, the class system's been significantly overhauled as well. Players can, select, uh, players can select to assume control of a specialist who falls under the four traditional Battlefield gameplay classes, like Assault, Engineer, Medic, and Recon. Uh, these characters can wield all the weapons and gadgets players have unlocked. Each of them also have their own unique skills and gadgets. For instance, one of the specialists uh, is equipped with a wingsuit. Uh, wingsuits Hell seem yeah. to be a popular thing in video games nowadays. Yeah. Uh, while another is equipped with a healing pistol. Very realistic. Uh, there will also be yeah. extreme weather effects such as tornadoes and sandstorms uh, to kind of, you know, fuck with the map a little bit on that. Um, there'll be uh, one thing that's kind of cool that I actually like uh, with this one is there's going to be bots. So you can uh, team up with your friends and play against bots on a map, which will be a good way to kind of get uh, used to the maps. You know, with games like Battlefield and most first person shooters, I think uh, a lot of it comes down to knowing the maps really well. And I hate jumping into games like Battlefield yeah. where you jump in and everybody is so good. It's like, really, they're not that good. They just know the maps. Um, so this mm -hmm. will allow newer players to get familiar and comfortable with the maps. That way, when they go and play people, they just don't get slaughtered every two seconds. I haven't played a Battlefield or a COD in a long time. Um... Maybe since Bad Company 2. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I've thought about getting back into them fairly uh, recently. Maybe I'll give this one a try. Yeah. Doubt it, though. It, it just not, doesn't seem that appealing to me. The um, semi-futuristic, slight future... He healing uh, pistols? Battle. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, although I do like being healer in video games. Like, I always played healer in Battlefield games, so... I'm always a DPS guy. 
yeah we'll see maybe it'll be like the next big one yeah I, i've enjoyed previous battlefield games i like uh how they have so many rpg elements with customizing your loadouts and mods and stuff like that and um i think as far as first person shooter games go especially when you compare it to like a game like call of duty i would definitely lean towards battlefield being the better superior game uh, to call of duty i enjoy it more i definitely enjoy it more i like like the cars and the vehicles and the planes and shit like that i like having the more the crazier chaos yeah um, well what's interesting about this new battlefield is that they're actually kind of designing the multiplayer maps so they're trying to prevent um grief kills where like you're just running and then you get sniped and then you respawn and you yeah. get sniped uh, what they're doing is that they're kind of creating these uh, different areas where, uh, you know, in one part there'll be like a stadium. So that's kind of where if you got longer range weapons, you can go and hope someone runs through there. So they're working a lot on the maps, implementing a lot of thought into that. So hopefully, I, I think it's going to turn out well. I'm actually excited about it, and I don't typically get excited about games. Um, so hopefully my hype doesn't let me down on this one. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I'm sure it will too. <laughs> Almost always does. Yeah. It's best to go into things with low expectations. One thing you'll learn in life uh, as you get older, have low expectations. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so sad. I learned early on. <laughs> I learned early on, give up. Um, give up really early. Don't try either. Yeah. <laughs> you'll just be uh, disappointed. Yeah. There are actually uh, quite a few things I liked. Uh, another one I saw was um, uh, Metal Slug Tactics, another tactics game. Um, so yeah, just looks like Metal Slug, Metal Slug graphics, Metal Slug uh, IP characters, um, but it's a tactics game. And I really liked, uh, there was an old Game Boy Advance game, Advanced Wars, and it has a huge like advanced wars thing going on and i really enjoyed advanced wars so you know if it's similar to that Ooh. i would i think i'll enjoy this it looks one. good i like uh tactics games a lot and i like this art style and it harkens back yeah. to the days of arcades which i'm a little too young uh for, for the arcade days um but i wasn't so young that i didn't enjoy metal slug at the hockey rink you know um, yeah yeah so that's cool that they're turning that into a tactics game. It'll be nice to have that Metal Gear or Metal Slug um, name back in the the pool, the video game pool. Yeah, well, they've been doing other stuff. I feel like I saw the uh, well mobile game recently. Um, seems like they're trying to get it out there. But yeah, should be should be cool. We'll, we'll see though. I don't know any of the details about the actual tactics yet, but. Yeah, well, for the most part, like, so far with E3, um, we're missing it right now. Like, it's live right now. Uh, yeah. And I hope yeah. I'm, I'm going to look at it later tonight after this podcast. I'm really excited to see if they're going to say anything about Elder Scrolls VI. Um, that's one game. No? You're, uh, you don't think so? I don't think so. You don't think it's going to be good, or you don't think that they're going to say anything about it? I don't think they're going to say anything about it. Oh. Well, I would rather them not say anything about it and take their time and make sure that's actually put together and well-produced by the time they release it. I would rather them take all the time in the world and just make sure that it comes out badass, you know, than push it. You know, if they mm -hmm. announce it now, there's going to be expectation. Yeah, not me. I, I want it to suck, and I want it to be out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you get for being pushy. I want to be I want to be complaining about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Bethesda, goddamn assholes. Bethesda. Yeah. For you, Todd Howard. <laughs> I know what you did to your dog. <laughs> it just works, man. Just works. You know what you did to your dog, Todd Howard. What you did. Um. So. One of the games that has really been getting pushed so far in E3 is Far Cry 6. It's like the biggest game, it seems like, that's uh, being pushed by uh, everybody. Um, and we talked about it a little bit in our last podcast, I think. Um, it's the sixth main installment in the Far Cry series. Uh, it's going to be out on all the major platforms, except, again, Nintendo. 
And in case you've never played a Far Cry game, it's an open world action adventure, first person shooter with some RPG elements to it. Um, this one uh, is going to take place on the fictional Caribbean island of Yara, which is inspired by Cuba and described as the largest Far Cry map to date. Uh, in the game, it's ruled by El Presidente Anton Castillo, who is a fascist dictator with full control over the island. Castillo is guiding his son, Diego, who is unsure of his own future, to follow in his footsteps. Um, you'll be playing a character named Danny Rojas, who is a former soldier in the Yaren Armed Forces. Uh, there's no real customization you can do to that character, but in the beginning of the game, you'll be able to choose if Danny is male or female. So that's hmm. all I got on that. I guess I just thought it, I just thought it was going to be a female. It's interesting they're doing a choice when this is like the first time it seems like they've given the characters personality. So it's weird when you like I, it would have made more sense when they had no personality to have the switch. But now that they've actually seems to put work into the actual characterization of the <laughs> character, they're like, oh, now you have a choice. We just, we did two whole separate actors. We did like the uh, Mass Effect thing. Yeah. I mean, before when the guy just never spoke, but only, or only said generic stuff, we could have done it yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have been easy. <laughs> but yeah. It's weird. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting choice for sure. I mean, I would have just figured that they would have just stuck with the female character. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. Yeah. I would have. I'm like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. Anything yeah. else about that one? No, I think I said most of what I want to say last week. It, I mean, it looks cool. Um, I'm, I would say I'm a little excited to play it. Like, I do like Far Cry games. And, um,. Cuba just seems like a really cool place to put your video game. And I really like playing video games in new uh, environments and inspired by cultures that you don't see a lot. Uh, makes it far more interesting, um, the little things around you, you know. Uh, so, so that should be cool. And I do also like, I did like the um, upgradable, weird kind of weapons. Uh, uh, so kind of like dead... Uh, was it Dead Rising? Whoa! You'd make all the I haven't heard that game in a long time. Yeah, you you could really customize the shit out of your weapons in that game. Yeah, so I wonder if they'll have maybe a little bit of that. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I really enjoy that. I've always really liked that being able to do heavy customization on weapons and armor and stuff like that. Also, wiener dog in a wheelchair. That's all you need. Yeah, you know, it's just some hipster at Ubisoft that was like. I got an idea, and everybody's gonna love it. And he was right. Yeah. Well, he's. I, I'm buying the game because yeah. of that. So. <laughs> um, we would be remiss if we did not speak about one of the most heavily anticipated games from E3. Um, at least. Just dance. <laughs> just. <laughs> um, at least in the Ubisoft uh, section is Elden Ring. Have you heard about this one? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to yeah. be an action role-playing game uh, developed by From Software and From Software. published by Bandai Namco Entertainment. Uh, Bandai Namco! The game is being directed by Ataka Miyazaki with world-building by Fantasy... Ataka Miyazaki! <laughs> and uh, George R.R. R. Martin, best known for Game of Thrones, is going to be working on the story uh, for the game. Uh <laughs> The work began on Elden Ring in early 2017, following the release of The Ringed City, which was a piece of downloadable content for Dark Souls 3. As with games in the Souls series, players will have the ability to create their own custom character instead of using a fixed protagonist. <gasps> yeah. Miyazaki also considered Elden Ring to be a more natural evolution to the Souls series, uh, featuring an open world with new gameplay mechanics such as horseback riding and combat. Uh, unlike many other open-world games, Elden Ring will not feature populated towns with NPCs. Instead, uh, there will be just numerous dungeon-like ruins where there would otherwise be towns. And this is going to be released on all the major systems, except, again, Nintendo, because all you Nintendo people can go fuck yourselves. Uh, it's going to be released on January 21st, 2022. So. Okay. I would say, um, 
It looks like a Souls game. It does not. It, it, there is, I would say, there's a slight difference I see in the um, uh, the kind of the cultures they're plucking from, whereas Dark Souls is more of a like Japanese spin on European, like medieval time period. Uh, this seems like the same exact thing, but maybe a little more Norse heavy. I saw like touches of that. Um, it looks beautiful. The trailer. Oh man, that looks. I thought I think it looks amazing. Well, it looks great, but all the Souls games look great. Like still, like Dark Souls Three still looks really good. Um, this just seems like a step past it, but it doesn't. It doesn't look spectacular to me. I mean, I'm gonna love it because I've loved all the Dark Souls games. I really, really enjoy those games. But it doesn't seem from the trailers. It doesn't. I don't know that I've seen that it does anything different yet it, it doesn't look like it's blowing my mind and as for the open world stuff i mean what do they mean by that because you could say they've all been open world in a way even though they're clear levels that but they flow together all as one so i mean with the horse it means that we are going to actually have more of a open world instead of like clear channels that lead you into different sections um is, you know, you got to have some open space for a horse to run. Dark Souls is not, it's very ledge heavy uh, games. You know, it seems like you're always on a ledge or a, a bridge or something. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Um, how do you make a game extra challenging when you can't fall off of anything if you're like in a, you know, meadow or something? But also the, the horse combat will be cool. So it'll be interesting to see how that's done. How will your weapons and your class uh, stuff affect your horse riding ability? Because like in all the other games, obviously, if you're weighing too much weight, then you have a slower roll and a move slower. Um, and will the all the weapons have different custom animations for while on a horse and not on a horse? Uh, so there, there's a lot of... Like, there's some exciting ideas in it, I guess, but... Overall, I'm just interested to play a new like Dark Souls game. In anyways, I've got a feeling that people are going to be disappointed with it, just based on simply based on what I was seeing in the comments section. Like George R. R. Martin. Well, no, everybody's hyping it up so much, and yeah. there's just no way it's going to reach those expectations. There's no game that ever will, you know. Um, so, and, and it's weird because like everybody was talk is talking shit. All throughout uh, yesterday's E3, everybody, and I do agree to it. You know, a lot of the games that I was seeing, it's just like, what college kids made this fucking garbage? <laughs> mm -hmm. Not, but like, a lot of the games coming out are generic, and it's just beating a dead horse. It's the same type of game, except it's less well produced. Like, seriously, a lot of the games coming out look like shit from E3 uh, from yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody was talking shit. There was quite a few I liked. I, I thought a lot of the indie games looked okay, um, but a lot of yeah. the games that had like 3D graphics and, you know, kind of had that like, oh, look at us, we're more of a triple A type of game. A lot of those look really disappointing and a lot of them look cringy, mm -hmm. like the audio and just the, the generic graphics and like doing the, a type of game that's already been made a million times. And um, but like with Elden Ring. Everybody was like, oh, this is going to be the best game ever. Like, skip to, just skip to that and let's just talk about that. And everybody agreed. Like, there was no shit talking about Elden Ring. Uh, so. Well, do you play Dark Souls or Sekiro? No. Or Bloodborne? Mm -mm. No, I, um, I don't really, that's not really kind of game that I enjoy. Every single one of them are, oh, you don't like hard games. So, yeah, I forgot you're a baby gamer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, they're good. Every single one of them. They, Every single one of their games are really, really good. And even the worst one, by most people's standards, Dark Souls 2, which was the first one I played, and then I went back and played the others, um, is really, really, really good compared to other games. Like, other games suck, and Dark Souls does not suck. Well, let me... So I can see why. But I also agree with you that... It, it's a dumb it's dumb to give companies the benefit of the doubt when you rarely give your neighbor the benefit of the doubt um and these companies they're not your friend 
Their purpose is not to make good video games. The only reason they make good video games is because they want to sell video games. Now, some companies will make good ones because they know good games sell, but that's not their point. That's not their intention. Their intention is to extract dollars from your pocket, so you should always be critical. Well, look at Bethesda with uh, Fallout 76. Look at CD Projekt Red with their new game. But So correct me if I'm wrong, okay, with the um, uh, Dark Souls series. Like, the reason why I never played it is because, like, I kind of imagined in my head... You're a baby gamer, we get it. No, no, no. So... <laughs> It seems like it's just you got to keep doing the same fight over and over and over again until you kind of learn the, the enemy's moves. So it's kind of like a process of elimination until you finally get it. And when you finally get it, it's like, oh, yes, I finally got it. I'm awesome. But really, it's just you died enough times to learn the amount of moves that you needed to learn. And it didn't seem like it had a whole lot of depth based on what I was seeing. It seemed kind of linear and not a whole lot of RPG elements. Um. Well, the boss is like, I mean, some bosses, yeah, you probably will die uh, quite a few times. But that's more Sekiro was like that. Sekiro is like a boss grinder for the most part. But Dark Souls is not as much. Like, there's a lot of bosses you can kill first time. Or, you know, instead of just going in and dying, you take your time and give them space and learn it that way. And um, But the levels are... A big part of it you know and the level design is very very good um on those compared to most games and the they're, they're linear in certain ways but there's also multiple paths to kind of you, you can do things in different orders um it's all stats you know so you level up and increase stats and that can unlock certain abilities depending on what you're doing if i'm doing magic heavy then i can apply use miracles or you know if i'm doing faith i can do miracles and that's give me powers um, but most people like the best thing is meat and potatoes going with the sword and just roll, just dodge roll. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a process of learning the game, taking your time and being careful, but you also appreciate it. And there is a ton of depth and there's a lot of, there's builds that you can go down. Mm. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a Zelda if Zelda wasn't gay. Like an adult version of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. But like wearing like a cot piece with like heavy metal spikes on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not opposed to playing it. It's just I won't want to spend a full sixty dollars on it. Kind of like I like I know the Resident Evil games are decent and good, but like I won't spend sixty bucks to play it. It's just not my style of game, I guess. Yeah, but you can get Dark Souls three for cheap on sale. Yeah, it's just not my type of game. So. Like I'm just mm. I don't have that incentive to to play it, but maybe I should give it a shot. Maybe I would like it. I'd say you should try because I don't think I, those were my type of games, and then I fell in love with it because it's like it's just a really really good game. Okay. Yeah, and like the same thing with Control. It's like I I do enjoy it, but like there's a part of me that knows that's not really my bread and butter, like the kind of game that I like to put a ton of time into. Um, so it's like I can recognize yeah. it as a good high quality game. But it's also not the thing that just strikes my chords, I guess, is a way to put it. There's definitely games that, you know, that I'll still play and enjoy. But yeah, you're like, this isn't my favorite type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoy it. I saw, uh, there's like a couple other ones. Uh, some of these are indie that um, I saw. But uh, Two Point Campus looks cool to me. That... Two Point Hospital was basically a reimagining of Sim Hospital from back in the day. Um, or no, theme, theme Hospital. And, you know, it's you have wacky diseases and you're creating them like, oh, I've got clownitis. And <laughs> the person's treating a clown. And so your hospital needs a declownifier. And, you know, then you need a doctor to run your declownifier. And, you know, uh, just a very lighthearted, tongue-in-cheek hospital management sim. And so Two Point Hospital came out two, three years ago and was a very solid uh, reimagination of that game. Um, it was very fun. Not the most in-depth, but that, that wasn't its goal. Its goal was to be very theme hospital style. And it did that very well. And so it's kind of cool to see them they're going to do the same thing with this for campuses. So it's going to be like a 
you know, a simulation, campus simulator, academy simulator type game. And I'm interested to see what wacky little animations and ideas they have for, you know, what classes like, I'm teaching, advanced googly eye making or, huh. you know, a little lighthearted, fun, colorful management sim to, you know, relax before going to bed or, uh, you know, whatever. And it looks cute, looks fun. I like Theme Hospital or uh, Two Point Hospital, so I'll probably like this as well. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, The Sims a little bit with like how you can build like little roads, and then like you can build like the actual structure of the campus itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it looks like a cool little game. But uh, another management style game I saw, I think maybe maybe you played this, maybe you didn't. But the Jurassic Park Evolution, they're making the second one. No, I've always been really tempted to get the first one, and I saw on Epic Games that the second one's coming out, and I'll probably get it. Uh, I just never got the first one, but it looks awesome. I think. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see because the first one's not very good. Um, it's interesting in the fact that it's a management style game, like a park management game with dinosaurs. We all get it. However, instead of the management being the focus and like earn this and do this, it's kind of got missions and storyline missions. So you're kind of doing the storyline and playing through, uh, which makes it pretty interesting. I, I haven't seen a lot of games do that. Uh, However, the downsides, I think, come with the fact that uh, it's very shallow in many of the management aspects, and it's almost kind of like a streamlined uh, semi-management game, but more looking at dinosaurs and trying to complete these little uh, side missions or you know, story missions. Yeah, I don't, yeah it, looks, it looks good. I think I might give it a shot once it comes out. I like the idea of it, so it will just... Well, of course, yeah. on the You're a big JP fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah di anything with dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> was that all that you saw, though, from uh, E3? Well, God, the whole thing was like fucking 20 hours long. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch oh, Supercuts. God. Was, get me in and out of here. I don't care about fucking... Yeah. You know, I'm Mario Rabbids, too. Yeah, ugh. Yeah, I just kind of skipped through it, and uh, like I, I, I would try to skip forward a little bit and see like the new trailer, and you know, and it looked like a lot of good indie games were coming out, and then a lot, yeah. like I said, a lot of the games that were trying to aim to be more triple A kind of look like they're not hitting the mark. Um, so, did you did you see that Evil Dead game? I caught a glance of it, uh, and that fell yeah. into the generic category for me. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell what type of game it was because it looked like it was going to be like one of those asymmetrical fight each other games, but you're all just playing different Evil Dead characters or something. Yeah, I just saw I just so. saw the graphics and a little bit of the gameplay, and I was like, skip forward. <laughs> there's a, there's another yeah. eight hours to skip through here, so. Yeah, because like, I would love an Evil Dead game, but if it's the game like that, I'm like, ugh, no thanks. I do not. Yeah, like almost like a Friday the 13th style game or something. Yeah. And, I don't know. Yeah, it was just kind of generic shots of different Evil Dead characters killing something in like an animation. You're like, okay, wait, I don't, I don't, don't understand anything about this game. Who are we killing? Am I? Are we together fighting NPCs? Or are we fighting each other? Is it asymmetrical game? You know, what's, what's happening? If I had to envision an Evil Dead game in the way that I would want it to be, I would kind of want it to be like Dead Island. You know, like a newer version of Dead Island. Yes. But you play as Bruce Campbell with him saying hilarious Duke shit. Nukem style. Killing zombies all day. And then like, oh, I gotta make a new arm. And this is my, my machine gun arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you make a cool car that's rigged. Basically, it's just... Uh, What's the one that came at uh, Dying Light? It's basically just Dying Light, but you're Ash. Have you played a Dying Light game? Yeah, it's awesome. Wow, yeah, I've been tempted to actually play that. That's kind of up my alley a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, I really enjoyed it. It's like uh, Dead Island, but much better and bigger. What? Really? Is there co-op on that? I think so. I'm not sure, though, but I think so. There's some sort of uh, multiplayer. 
Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Yeah, that one's not out yet. I don't That's believe. coming out December 7th uh, this year. Yeah. Oh. The virus won and civilization has fallen back to the Dark Ages. The city, one of the last human settlements, is on the brink of collapse. Use your agility and combat skills to survive and reshape the world. Your choice matters. Death to the humans. Online co-op. Nice. Yeah, see? Yeah, and it's like, you know, parkour. You know, parkour everywhere. Wow. It's fun. I, I put... Yeah. I beat the I beat uh, the main storyline. And then I did a little bit of the DLC, which was cool, and it had this car that you could upgrade and stuff, but I was like, um, it's funny that your DLC is the opposite of the whole point of the game, which was the parkour. <laughs> it's like, let's take this very vertical city where you're hopping around, you're escaping zombies this way, and you're like, yeah, this is a game of parkour and zombies. That's the whole point of the game. It's <laughs> the whole point. In every trailer, parkour. And then let's make the DLC where there's zero buildings. The only thing you can parkour is like one random little cow fence. But now you're gonna drive a car, which you can't use the car in this part though, because the city's way too crowded. <laughs> now you get a car, but no parkour. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Wah, 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 Still kind of fun. Wah. Still kind of fun, but um, and it was fun for different reasons. Almost like the same reason. Um, <laughs> Mad Max was fun. You know, it was like this open world car killing game. But it was just it's so weird to make a DLC that goes like undercuts a, a main core focus of your game. Yeah. And December 7th. Isn't that the date of Pearl Harbor? <laughs> kind of a side note. Yeah. That's one thing we had to learn in the Navy. Um, but yeah, this yeah. should be... A, we should play this game together when this comes out. Maybe there's something we could live stream. Yeah, sure. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Yeah, dude. Especially at night when the mutant zombies come out. The fast ones. Those are the ones I like. Yeah, dude. Those are the ones I make love to. Oh, God. Make good love with the dead. <laughs> dude, I need to be in a hardcore metal band. Dude. You need to be in a porno. You should start your own genre of yeah. porn, zombie porn. Neck real zombie cut. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people would be into that. Yeah, dude, we'll get that guy with the frankencock. He's like, wife cut his cock off and threw it out a window and then they found it and sewed it back on really? and he does porn they call him frankencock no no i'm gonna look that up right now yeah so i feel like his cock is dead and it is kind of like a zombie cock on a human body it's just like rubbery and weird frankencock I think it's probably all stitched up and fucking weird, dude. Frank I never looked at it. <laughs> I looked up Frankencock on Google, and the first that thing that came up was, uh, it's a film directed by yeah. William Coleman. I think it's a porno what film. In the fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. No, it's got it's got dude, like a we... like a Asian like a black Asian guy on it, on the cover. Yeah, yeah. there's a different one then, <laughs> with him in it. <laughs> What in the hell, dude? Oh, did you ever remember that game Paladins? This is what another thing I saw in E3. Paladins. Uh, the, the thing that was being conjured up in my head is a generic, shitty game. Yeah, like a shooting game, like a first person. Uh, uh, what are they called? Like Overwatch style type game, I believe. Um, maybe it was just straight up like a League of Legends one. They're making like a second one, which I think is weird because it's like a f I thought that game failed hard. So it's really funny to see games that failed hard come back, which hopefully it's good. Hopefully it works this time, but it's interesting at, at least. Paladins. Yeah, the first one came out in 2016. Yeah. It was a free to play game, so. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's even the same game. It got 9 out of 10 on Steam. People did like it. It just the, the games that it was aping were just far more popular. Yeah, I don't like. I call them uh, CFPS games, clown first-person shooters, like Overwatch and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Was it? I don't even remember though what it was like. Probably like Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. You see, a new Perfect Dark game is coming out. No. Oh, I see. It's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, there's new Perfect Dark game coming out. That's been in the works for a while, right? I don't know, but uh, like Perfect Dark Zero, when that came out, I thought that was a shitty game. Uh, so, yeah. especially like coming from the N64, the N64 Perfect Dark was an amazing game because it was like GoldenEye, made by the same company, Rareware, uh, except it mm-hmm. really expanded on multiplayer. And I still don't understand why games don't do it nowadays. In Perfect Dark for the N64, you could have bots on your team and you could customize them. So you could have like really mm. fast bots on your team, but they had low health. Or you could have really highly defensive bots that had a lot of health, but like they were inaccurate. And you could also tell them to like hold position. So you could like set them up almost like a like a turret defense game. You could set them up in different spots. You could hide them behind crates. You could pull them up on ledges and tell them to hold position. You could have them follow you. Like, Perfect Dark for the N64 That's was awesome. a fucking amazing yeah. game. And I, I would yeah. like to see them kind of try to implement that kind of stuff into this new one. I didn't see any real gameplay uh, footage uh, this E3. Uh, it was mostly cinematic. Um, and in the chat, people were talking shit. Yeah, because they announced it, I guess, like, what, last December or something? So it's weird that it's been announced for so long, and yet they didn't show it at all. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. yeah, well, maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't. It's hard to tell with these. Literally like a fitty-fitty shot at this point. That's one of those games where, I, like, I'll wait, uh, like, six months and see how it does. And, um... Yeah. Like, uh, the new Battlefield that's coming out, like, I feel confident that that game will be good. Like, right out of the box. So, um... Those, I mean, those games are always pretty good. Just that. Yeah. How often do they offer substantially new stuff? I don't know. Hard to tell. Sometimes it's better to not reinvent the wheel and just improve yeah. upon what exists. I'm telling you, my square wheels will work out one day. Huh? I'm tired of you. Hey, maybe <laughs> the idea. Maybe in a world where everything is so overpopulated that everybody's living in buildings, there will be staircases. Mm-hmm. And those square wheels will be better at clunking up the stairs. Yeah. These are stair climbing cars. Stair climbing cars. Yeah. Yeah. Or my other invention, which is just taking wheels and putting big, like, mechanical feet on cars. Yeah. <laughs> but they look like human, big human feet. <laughs> well, a little, a little. Get a hold of Elon Musk. I'm sure he'll fund that bullshit. Yeah, dude. Look at a genius idea, Elon. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> Make me a rich. Billionaire. I'm surprised jetpacks haven't become more of a thing. Like, how is that yeah. not a thing yet? I always thought it'd be funny, like, if you were the CEO of a company and, like, you would just jetpack to work and, like, people would, like, look out their window of the of the building and they'd see you, like, jetpacking, like, closer and closer. Like, everybody pretend like you're working. <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> you're just like. <laughs> just like slowly. He's, like, slowly outside the window, just. <laughs> Looking at you. Yeah. Uh, Work harder. You're like a human drone. <laughs> He's like going up. It's like to where like the ladies' bathroom is. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hey. Uh- Need a builder's awesome, dude. I don't think anyone will get to this point of this podcast. They probably turned tuned out by now. But if you're still here, like, uh, <laughs> I, if if you want to leave suggestions or questions in the comments section, I think it'd be fun to have like a a Q and A or like a comment type of thing where you know every week we can address your guys' comments, um, questions, uh, criticisms, uh, constructive criticisms, like maybe what could be better with the podcast, things like that. You know, because we're flexible, you know, we're still, co- you know, uh, figuring out the format. We're still getting comfortable talking on, you know, to a camera and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, leave comments, questions. Uh, we, we would appreciate that. 
Yes, please. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I had to talk about for E3. Until next week. Until next week. This is Nuclear Grenade Podcast. Shining out. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>